You are now listening to The Shyest Podcast, when millions of opinions just aren't enough. Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of The Shyest Podcast. My guest today is a TV producer and director. He's a certified critic for Rotten Tomatoes, and he's the founder and director of IO Films. Joining us from Nairobi, Kenya, Mr. Jacob Ayo. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Nicholas. <laughs> it's really late where you are, is it not? But you seem to be something of a night owl. Uh, it's just it's just nine uh 9 15 over here quarter past 9 p.m okay so that's not too bad yeah i tried to not make it too late for you yeah sure thank you so much for <laughs> thanks so much for having me i thought it would be much later but this is good this is so good yeah so for the people that are listening um we connected on twitter and yeah. I don't know, you started following me for something. We're both, we both write film reviews. So it was probably something yeah. along the lines of that. We started uh, kind of bonding over our appreciation of Guy Ritchie films. Yeah. Um, but I grew up in LA uh, and my mom kind of worked like industry adjacent in Hollywood. Um, so I've always been very close to the film business. But for you, how did you get involved? How did I get involved in the film uh, business? Um, I, I started off as a as a TV producer, and um, f- from producing TV uh, shows to uh, directing TV shows, and from directing TV shows to you know directing news productions, and that is how. Um, you know, I did it for, for a while, for like five or six years. Then I was like, you know, I need to do something different. I developed uh, my interest in film. I started watching a lot of films and I always dreamt of, you know, I wanted to to write and direct, uh, produce my own film someday. So what, what did I do? I had to start from somewhere. And um, I, I registered my own film company. After registering my own film company uh, from the CAP 22 uh, laws of Kenya, you have to register a fully uh, limited company. Uh, maybe you, then you can employ people and you can pay taxes and you can have your own uh, thing going on. And that is how I ended up registering my film company. And through that, I started you know, uh, looking for money and buying equipment and uh, just started doing my own shows. My first show was a um, my first show was a, a, a car review show, a motor review show here in Nairobi, Kenya, and uh, it really didn't do so well because the the competition is quite high. There were no sponsors, there were no uh, you know money. There, there's no money being injected into the into the production, and it was quite tough. So through that, I started uh, watching films and just doing reviews on Twitter, on 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 Facebook on LinkedIn too. And uh, that is how I fell in love with film review. And before I knew it, someone approached me from Rotten Tomatoes and uh, they were like, would you be interested in writing for us? And that is how I ended up in Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. And so what was that process like? They just reached out to you and you signed up and that was it? Yeah. Uh, they, they they reached out to me and asked me a couple of questions. It was like some some random interview, and uh, uh, they were like, "How long have you been doing this?" For me, it was just I was just doing it for fun. Yeah. I was just doing something I love doing. So I'll just watch a film, go to the cinemas, watch a film, then write my own reviews, write my own critiques, and that is how they reached out. Like, how long have you been doing this? And I was like, you know, I haven't been doing this professionally. Um, and they were like, whatever you're doing is so professional. For me, it wasn't uh, that of, you know, um, I didn't take it that serious. So they were like, can you do this? Can you do this with us? And I was like, sure, why not? It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to do this. Just show me how to do it professionally. Then, um, you know, I started 
going for workshops with uh, you know uh, film reviews film review committees and i attended their their, their zoom meetings i attended their, their their just their forums and all that and then i started learning that that language that language when it comes to film review what like developing a keen eye as a as a film critic and also a film director and a producer um, I, I'd always wanted to know more about what happens in these film sets and all that. And that is how it worked out for me, I guess. And what is the, I guess, theatrical experience like in Kenya? Is it a big part of the culture out there or is it something that you found that's kind of small and it just spoke to you? It is not that big. I won't lie to you. Um, Kenyan film, uh, Kenyan theatrical industry is quite, it's still not where it's supposed to be, but it is growing. I mean, right now we have uh, uh, Kenyan films on, on Netflix. It's starting to grow, but it's not as compared to South Africa. South Africa is much grown, not compared to Nigeria. Nigeria is much grown. You know why? Because for us Kenyans, we still don't have that that support like our government is still not injecting that support into the film industry like what we have right now like we don't have critiques in kenya you see that is the that is that is what makes me sick we we don't have that we have that knowledge really but we're not that exposed to to the like the worldwide industry if you get what i'm trying to say uh mm -hmm. for me it has it still has a long way to go and um uh, we have good directors, we have good producers, but we are not, uh, we don't receive that amazing support that you're supposed to receive. Uh, maybe, you know, from film schools, from uh, independent film uh, makers and organizations, so to say, uh, if we could get those, uh, like that kind of a support, then I really think we would be very, very far maybe close to Hollywood. Okay, because I know that a lot of other countries provide um, like tax benefits to yes. go and shoot films uh, in those countries. And it happens differently in the United States here, like different states have different incentive programs to get filmmakers to go to that state and to start filming there. And I imagine that once those film productions go into those areas, you're probably hiring a lot of people that are local and that begins to build that industry from the ground up in those locations. And so I guess my follow-up question would be, does Kenya have that kind of like incentive program to bring filmmakers in to shoot there? Some do. It is not like, uh, like pretty much 15%. Um, if, I, if I was to put it on a scale of um, one to a hundred, maybe 15%. Because shooting, shooting films in, in Kenya is quite expensive. We, we are actually overtaxed. And I think we are the, the, the most overtaxed country in Africa. We mm. pay a lot of taxes in, 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 in Kenya. And in the film industry, for me, as because I run a startup, I run a startup mm. film company, um, I, pay, I tend to pay a lot of taxes, um, like you know, uh, pr the, the production licenses, uh, the, the filming licenses, so to say, uh, like even getting equipment from abroad. If I wanted to purchase an, uh, to purchase an equipment from the United States, I'll mm -hmm. have to part with a lot of, you know, a lot of money. And because I'm overly taxed for to even get a drone, uh, even purchase a drone from, um, from, from abroad, because uh, the, the, the drone, the, the drone license uh, alone, acquiring a drone license, is like buying three drones. Wow. Say, let's say if 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 a drone goes for around um, one thousand five hundred dollars, I'll I'll have to part with around four hundred fifty thousand uh, four thousand five hundred dollars to fly a drone in Kenya. That is quite expensive. So yeah. you'll realize that you you'll realize that most filmmakers in Kenya are just doing their just doing their films but 
not in the right way because they're scared. Is my equipment gonna be confiscated by the government? The other day, like a few weeks ago, I lost my drone. Uh, I went to shoot out and my drone was shot down. Like it was just, it was just taken off the radar. And I was like, why would, why should I go through that? And it's, I'm not doing anything illegal. I'm just trying to fend for my own, right? I'm just trying to fend for myself. Like, this is what I do. This is what I love doing. Why would they do that? Uh, is it because, um, is it because uh, we 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 are we are less privileged or something? But I I wish the government would have pumped in like more like pumped in more uh, uh, safe funds into the creative industry to support the creatives. If they could do that, we would go so far as creatives. Like even the 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 education system. We don't. Do we have a film? How many film schools do we have in Kenya? And if we have those film schools in Kenya, like how fully are they equipped to train us as filmmakers? I'll tell you for a fact the basic knowledge in the film industry that I have gotten is not from a film class. It is from buying. I've just been buying, uh, you know, um, master classes from. Uh, do you know the master classes uh, that that are provided online? That is what I've been spending my money on to get the knowledge, uh, the, the 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 few knowledge, the, the 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 small knowledge that I have, that people really admire. Uh, they think I'm so much educated. Well, I'm not. I just try to, you know extend extend like push myself to the to beyond my limits to grasp that knowledge and when i grab that knowledge i use it like i apply it head on to make my productions different and i i, I apply it to you know change other people's lives like i i get a lot of dms on my twitter account on my ig on my on my linkedin uh from young filmmakers people like young like young citizens who who are trying to you know just get their voices out there in the film industry young producers young directors like jacob could you teach me could you teach me to, to do this could you help me uh, learn to know how to do this and i wish they knew where i come from you know uh it's not all that glamorous uh but uh it's it's a process really it's it's really a, a journey that i've i, I took and I won't shy away from teaching anyone anything that I, as much as I paid for it, but I won't mind teaching someone something because I'd really want to change the creative industry. I'd really want to change how people look at the creative industry. I'd really love to change how filmmakers do their films out there in Kenya and in Africa at large. And are these people that read out to you on Twitter, um, are these fellow Kenyans and African filmmakers, or is this just random people across, you know, the globe? Random people across uh, across the globe. Some are Kenyans. Some are. I remember the, there's there's this um, there's this Eritrean uh, guy that that reached out to me someday, and he really wanted uh, like uh, he had written a script, and he was like, "Will you help me enhance this script? Will you help me like shoot this script?" I'm like, yo, I'm just in Kenya. I don't know how 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 much it would cost me to reach to Eritrea to shoot with you. I'd really love to, but do I have that um, uh, that ability to uh, capability to reach you? The best I can give you is maybe just join a, a a Zoom meeting with you and discuss some of these things that the do's and don'ts, and that's the best I can do, you know. Um, and I give that out of utmost good faith from my goodwill a little internet outage there give it a second maybe it'll kick back in sorry sorry about that oh it's okay sorry i didn't hear most of what you were saying there so <laughs> i don't know if you want to go through what, repeating what, all that what point did you lose me what point did you lose uh you're taught you were just talking about having uh gotten requests to work with another filmmaker but it kind of being prohibitive for you to travel 
and work on that. So you liked yeah. the idea of being able to, you know, share your knowledge that you've gained and assist people. But and then we kind of I think it lost it after that. Yeah. Uh, um, for me, it's 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 a it's a desire. It, it would be a desire for me to to teach people how to do stuff the right way. It would be a desire to to extend my the my grace to extend the the little knowledge that I have to you know other people. I don't mind it ever. I've never ever found myself like this is too. I've never been selfish with the the little knowledge I have. So um, I believe the more the more they come, the merrier. I'd really love to you know build a a small a small circle of people that I nurture, that I share knowledge with. And it, it doesn't, doesn't pain me. It doesn't pain me. I'd, I'd really want to do that over and over again. Because I, what I always tell myself is that I'll, I'll never know the kind of lives that I touch out there. But what do I want to live for? I want to live for, you know, uh, I want people to remember me for something. Yeah, that Jacob did this to me. Jacob did this to me. And it was beneficial to my career, to my, you know, uh, self knowledge and all that. So yeah, that's yeah. a no, that's a noble cause. And yeah. I mean, you mentioned that the government doesn't really provide funding for the arts. Like you said that there isn't uh, a lot of film school opportunity out there. So is, are you looking to kind of create a, a network of sorts among other filmmakers in your area and just you know circumvent the government <laughs> not necessarily circumvent the government but <laughs> but like just create create your own network and not rely on the government putting money into that because a lot of at least out here in the film industry it's a lot of like who you know and people doing favors for you and you bring someone on to work on a project and they get some experience you get some help so if you can create that kind of network of like-minded individuals that are all working towards like building the film industry, is that something that you are aiming to do? It's something I've been thinking about. Um, uh, for me, the, the 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 main objective was to change um, to change the approach on how people look at film in Africa, in East Africa. Um, it was a process of, you know, growing like the upcoming filmmakers. Uh, it was it was like a process of uh, changing the direction where you know uh, that the that the film uh, industry in Kenya should 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 follow or should dart its way, and. I'm not trying to to create a, a a group of I'm not trying to create a a generation that will overturn you know how uh, maybe the government or anything but I'm just trying to bring people together to let them know that we can still believe in ourselves and do what we have to do to make it work out in spite and despite and in spite you know government support or <clears throat> anybody else's support we can still bring ourselves together and support ourselves and do and and reach reach the stars you know yeah yeah and so you created io films limited yes yeah and you've spoken about maybe the future of the film industry in kenya so i'd say in the next maybe five years what would you like to do personally and what would you like to see happen like you know countrywide um i would love to i would love to employ i would love i would love to employ and train and employ more producers more directors and uh i would love to you know uh do like produce film in kenya Africa and the world uh, for the world to see that there's potential in Kenya. There's so much potential in Africa. I'd want to bring 
like the the globe together uh for them to understand that that africa african culture is rich and uh we can bring each other together my main aim is to bring people together honestly my main aim with io films is to to reduce the because i'll tell you for a fact people have gone to journalism uh, journalism schools and film and film schools out there but there are no jobs i just want to create jobs i don't want i just want to create livelihoods for these people and 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 give them a chance give 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 them a voice to express themselves through the films and is there anything that you're currently working on right now i remember maybe a couple of months ago you had said that you have a project in the works maybe for Netflix, I don't want to misspeak, but yes, yeah, yeah. I wanted to. I'm, I'm working on a project. I'm working on a project that I should. I'm it's still in the scripting process. I want. I, I wanted to. To I wanted to approach Showmax, um, and Netflix, um, and I, I want to start. I, I want to submit the script uh, come December. So maybe they get to approve it, or maybe get to to look, make changes on it if they can. And then I'll, I'll just proceed shooting come January 2022. Awesome. Awesome. And congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. And so what is your creative process like then? Do you start with building out the idea? Do you start with just writing an outline and you start, you go straight into the script or you shoot like maybe a small concept film and then build from there? Um, my creative process is um, I first visualize, I first think about it. Then I write and rewrite. Uh, I create, recreate, I create, recreate until the point that I'm sure that I want to shoot this until I collect my my thought processes together, and I'm sure that this is shootable. This is something that I can go out there and shoot. Um, after writing, I, I I I I I go seek out for locations, appropriate locations, and even before I I bring in the characters, I I, I actually sit down, visit those locations and I scout for locations after scouting out for locations then I start I never I never like um uh I never bring in the characters like I'll create the characters but I will never like say this character is eligible for this I I let other people do that like I have a, a clique of friends a clique of people that I work together with and they would look out for the characters like uh as 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 so long as i've given them this is the kind of character i need they'll just go ahead and you know do that but i'm not a jack of all trades i'm a producer director but when it, when it comes to um bringing characters on set i'm so poor at that i wouldn't i wouldn't want to involve myself into that so my creative my, my creative process is I think about the idea, write it down on paper, script it, rescript, destroy the script. I remember there's this script that <laughs> I, I I ended up destroying a number of times because I wasn't settled. And for me, I have to like for me to have a film out there, it's a process because I'm I'm a perfectionist. I always want things perfect, like the way I want them to be and I criticize myself as I work on it because I, I tend to look at it and working for Rotten Tomatoes has, has really helped me to even write better for 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 my script because I, I I I end up in in rooms with experienced people and I suck that knowledge from them like crazy like I get that I ask questions I ask questions and it helps me to build my scripts as even how I approach my scripts and. Yeah, that is how it works for me. I I, I think about the, the the whole creative process, how I will shoot it, and how maybe the budget would look like, because I wouldn't want to shoot an expensive film and I don't have that. I don't have funding from anywhere, so I'll 
look for it. I, I, I look for uh, a script that is cheaper for me to shoot than uh, out of the out of the world. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to be making like a giant sci-fi film yeah. that requires yeah. CGI and stuff. Um, so you said your background came from news production, right? So did that help shape how you like to tell stories? Because I went to school for journalism and I worked in uh, some radio news production and I worked for a couple of like small entertainment online magazines out here. Um, but going to school for journalism, it's like we learn, I guess, narrative style, like what's important in storytelling in as few words as possible. So W's and H. <laughs> yeah. So has yeah. that like helped shape how you like to go about telling your particular stories? Yes, it really has. And um it really, it really has shaped it a lot. And uh, for me, I tend to break a lot of rules whenever I'm producing and directing news because I always just want to tell, I, I always want to be intentional about every shot that I call for, every, um, every story that, you know, is channeled out there. It has really shaped it a lot. And um, directing news because you see news is basic cut cut go cut cut go you know yep. but then when when i get to when i get to direct my 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 news items i tend to to build a story behind it like i i always tend to visualize every single shot that i i, I take on air from the the opening montage to the closing montage it's it is really film has really shaped the way i look at news and I remember my 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 there's there's a there's a there's a couple of uh, uh, colleagues who were joking uh, joking about my directing style, uh, and they were like, you know, whenever Jacob is directing, you'll you'll feel like we're in Hollywood. And for mm-hmm. me, that is that is that really makes a, a lot of you know. I feel like I'm making a lot of progress because I always want to do things differently. Not like the world says we go north. I'll be like, no, let's go south. Let's go south and discover what's happening uh, in the south. Let's break the rules. Let's break the rules beautifully, not break the rules like, you know, make things, uh, everything shatter. But, you know, let's make the, let's break the rules and make it look much more beautiful. And everybody's wowing and they're like, wow, we didn't see that shot coming. We didn't see this coming. And how did you achieve this? Because... For me, I tend to think outside the box. It's like not even think outside the box. Like I create my own box and think around it. And it, it really helps me. Yeah. It might be like easier to do, like to follow the rules, right? It might be easier yes. to get, get something made if you're going to follow the rules. But it's not nearly as interesting. Yeah, it's not. And there's, there's never a wow factor in maybe following the rules always. And f- for TV, I think it's all about the wow factor. It's about, wow, how did this director think about this? How did this, how did they think about building this character this way? You see, those are what the questions for me when I watch something. I think like, wow, how did Nick pull this out? And I'll go back. Um, I remember the, the last time I was I was like critiquing, uh, writing a critique for No Time to Die. I had to go behind the scenes and like, how did these people achieve this? How did they achieve this shot? And for me, that is what that is what acts me. That is what brings uh, it, it pops out the the, the beauty the beauty in film uh, to 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 wow the audience. Yeah, and I mean, for me, once I started writing film reviews, I, you know, I started doing it for a friend's website, but I'd say it's probably been like five years, something like that, where I've been doing it consistently. And yeah. it's like a much different experience for me to go and watch a film now and yeah. see a particular scene and be curious as to how they pulled that off or yeah. um see particular narrative choices uh just for an example like i just went and saw the last duel uh 
directed by Ridley Scott, which is also our dog's name. Um, (laughs) And in that story, there's three narratives that are being told all at once. Well, not all at once, but in order. And it's three different characters, each telling their story. And they're all very similar, but there's a lot of subtle differences in that. And the way that Scott chose to tell that element of the story and shoot those scenes, like you're shooting all of those scenes at least three different times, three different ways. And it's like very, very small, subtle, nuanced differences between all of their retellings of this story. And I just thought it worked really, really well in that instance because the entire point of this film is this he he said, she said kind of uh, rape case that took place in France, I want to say in like the 13, 1400s. So I thought his choice of how to tell that style of story with this type of narrative that it was was just very good marriage there. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And... and you'll realize that uh, that kind of that kind of storytelling is quite intentional and uh it's not any other producer or any other uh, writer who'll tell that story in that particular way you have to be intentional you have to think broad you have to uh like answer the very finer detailed questions like you 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 shouldn't as a writer you 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 you, sh- you shouldn't be in a position whereby you know you're leaving the audience with question marks so for me i felt it was a story well told i watched it yesterday mm-hmm. i watched it yesterday and i felt that was a well well thought out storyline it was a well thought out a uh, story that was well told and even the the, the 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 dop did a good job and for me i felt we need to we need to be intentional with how we tell our stories we need to be intentional with how we direct our our lenses and for me that really really stood out for me and you're right it really really stood out for me when i was watching the film and I mean, we've talked a lot of like business type stuff right now, but what was like the, what was the movie that you saw that made you say like, this is something that I think I want to do? Um, <laughs> this is weird. Do you, do you remember, do you remember uh, Enemy of the State? Oh yeah, Will Smith, Gene Hackman, love that movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watched that film and I was like, I want to do this. From that moment, I felt like I really wanted to do this because that was that was a movie that really it was uh, it, it was um, uh, Enemy of the State and uh, and Broken Arrow. John yeah, Travolta, John <laughs> yeah Christian yeah. Slater. Yes, um, those two films really, they stood out for me from the scripting to the direct directing to the camera movements and all that. And you see why they, 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 they stand out for me to date is that was then and they still make sense to me now. So uh, why would, how can I achieve that? How can I achieve to tell a story uh, through the lenses that will make sense to you know people 20 years from now 30 years from now because that's a long uh, that's a that movie was shot in 19 19 something right that was a 1998 movie yeah late 90s late 90s right and it was it was quite something so for me that is the movie that really really stood out the, the two movies that really really stood out for me yeah, I remember. That made Bro- me feel like, <laughs> I re- made I remember me feel like I really wanted to do this. Yeah. Yeah, Broken Arrow is uh, Howie Long, who is a football player, played on the Raiders, won some Super Bowls. Like I remember that being a big deal that he's in that movie, and it was kind of during John Travolta's career resurgence that came after Pulp Fiction. So he did uh, Face Off and yes. Broken Broken Arrow right around the same time. And it was mm. this time in Hollywood during the '90s where they were willing to just like spend money on these 
like big ideas without really being as discerning of like what are people going to think is it going to make x amount of money back it was like is this a good idea do we want to invest in it the box office was good enough to where a return on a summer action movie was going to be pretty good regardless so there was some there was some freedom there in the 90s that was very nice and a lot of like good crazy movies like that came out of that like 1994 to 1999 window yeah yeah sure um i mean i think we pretty much covered everything that i at least generally wanted to ask you about um yeah is there anything else you got going on right now uh is there anything else that got going on right now um for me uh right now what i'm just uh i'm just concentrating on is uh, apart from uh, apart from writing my that that film that I should start shooting in 2022, I'm just uh, you know scripting for adverts, uh, TVC, TVCs, uh, uh, commercials and TV commercials and uh, radio adverts and uh, for now it's working and maybe writing for Rotten Tomatoes which I really enjoy uh, because it gives me the leeway or to look at you know movies in a very very different way to look at films in. In, in, in a more professional professional uh from more professional eye and from a third eye really i i, I like calling it the, the, the third eye you don't just look at it like a viewer but you look at it from a filmmaker's position from a viewer position and from a film critic's position yeah that really has helped me a lot and i think that's that's the match yeah and maybe go go back to film school. I'm really looking forward to going back to film school and uh, just get that that extreme hands-on experience. I almost got a job with Marvel, and I don't know why they 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 they, they pulled away. Um, I had an interview with Marvel a couple of months ago. I thought they were, they were gonna pick me. I was so excited about the opportunity. And I still look forward to working for, working with them, uh, with, or rather working with any other film, a huge film company in 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 Hollywood, uh, rather in, in the US, the UK, whatever. Because uh, I'm so much hungry for that experience. I'm so much hungry for that knowledge in the film industry. I'd really love to learn more and more and more past what I think I could learn. So, yeah. It's something, it's an opportunity I'm still looking out for. And if you hear anyone who's, who wants a, a young filmmaker, <laughs> please holler at me. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I applied for a job at Marvel too that was like visual creative development or something like that. Because um, it's yeah. like, I still I still collect Marvel comics right now and there's a few series that I'm reading. And so it was Marvel Studios. They were looking for someone that had like knowledge with the comics and ultimately didn't get picked, but that's okay. Yeah, um, yeah sure. But like that hunger you have is the kind of passion that is going to take you a long way because, you Thank know, you. that hunger is a, a big driving force in what, you know, drives people to to reach that level of greatness that isn't always achievable for all people so i have faith in you my man um thank you so much means a lot means a lot uh and since you know since you do write movie reviews for rotten tomatoes so far this year i mean the year is almost over at this point but you know through october what is Give me like one or a couple of movies that really stood out to you this year as stuff that caught your eye. Um, I'll 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 go I'll go I'll go with the uh, Wrath of Man, Guy Ritchie's Wrath of Man. Oh my God, I love Guy Ritchie so much. That guy <laughs> needs to know that I love him so much. <laughs> I love his work so much. <laughs> he really needs to know that. And um, he's one of the he's one of the film uh, directors or producers that I really look up to, and <clears throat> I, I I really would love to just be in the same room with them and just see how they think because they are out of this world. Um, uh, Wrath of Man really stood out for me, and um, 
No Time to Die that was recently released, that recently premiered, um, just uh, a send off uh, for for the for the for for an incoming double uh, seven. Uh, that those two movies really stood out for me this year, and uh, for me, I think why it really stood out. For, uh, let's take Wrath of Man. Uh, why it really stood out for me is. Uh, how that story was told, how intentional the filmmaker was with his lenses, how the scripting was done, like the music used, uh, uh, the theme music used, uh, the different music that was used in uh, in that film. It was so amazing. The choice of the choice of words uh, on that script. The choice of characters on 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 that on that film, it was quite amazing. And just Guy Ritchie putting up all that together and presenting to us like that film, it was phenomenal. And I'd really love to, and that's why I keep on saying I'd really love to know how this guy thinks because he's he's so he's so out of. His, his bones, I mean, if that makes sense. He's so it out does. of his bones, yeah? Because he's, he's, he's this, he's this um, uh, film director that would, you know, experiment and things will work out for him. He's so lucky because he experiments stuff and things really work out for him. So, and when it comes to No Time to Die, I, it was a, it was a film that was, well shot it was every frame was intentional i loved every frame of every second of that film and what however what i didn't love about uh, no time to die is that the old james bond had to leave uh david craig didn't have to leave i mean i i don't understand why he had to leave those are questions that i'm still asking myself but maybe it's just it's their choice you know it's personal choices and all that but those are the two films that st stood out for me this year and uh i'd really love to make such films i'd really love to you know create such films for the future and our film students need to learn like those those should be their 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 their, their case studies whenever they are critiquing films those are those are two films that really should they should sit down and think critically about and maybe recreate something of this sort yeah. and what what is left on the 2021 calendar that you still want to see um what is left on the 2021 calendar i mean 2021 is almost out we mm -hmm. think we are two months away uh november and december do we have anything left really um maybe we do um i think we need to uh, what is left for us is I wish we could come out with um, an animation, an animation that would really depi depict the the natural, the, the natural human day-to-day -day activities uh, that is more comical and you know uh, would teach the older and the younger audiences. I'm looking forward for an animation that would would beat the Lion King. Mm. Okay, um, um, uh, something out of the norm that, that would be that would beat the Lion King. I wish cre creatives would come up with creative directors and producers would come up with something that would beat the Lion King when it comes to animation. That is something that will make sense to the next. 10 generations right like the lion king because the lion king has really grasped the 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 the, the, the worldwide uh, you know viewership the worldwide viewership and if we could create something of the sort 
that will reach the mass market and would the longe- the longevity will be like you know for the next 10 generations that will be great that will be great and if it could be done in 2021 it would overflow to you know 2030 2040 yeah and that would be great yeah i'm looking i was just looking at the release calendar for the rest of the year and i don't know that that like pinnacle animated film is on the schedule for the rest of the year did you like soul did you see that movie yes i did um i loved it i loved uh the 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 character development and uh, how they developed characters from the beginning to the end of the of the of the film so yeah for me uh if i was to rate it i'd give it a, a seven out of ten because um it was it was beautiful pretty much it was 7.5 out of 10 hey that's respectable that's good on my scale yeah it was beautiful it was a beautiful film so to say i mean it looks like you know dune comes out this weekend at least for us you said that you got a chance to yeah see that already, i've already right? watched it i've already watched it it is beautiful do you typically like uh dennis villanueva's films that was the first. Okay. Yeah, that was the well, first. Yeah, he did Sicario, which I loved. Uh, he did Blade Runner 2049, which I really liked, but a lot of people just seem to, you know, compare it to Ridley Scott's uh, yeah. 1982 sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, in the comparison to the original, I think maybe some of the quality of Villanueva's work on that film maybe got pushed aside a little bit just yeah i don't don't know by sticklers but blade runner was excellent um and what else do we have going on the rest of this uh wes anderson's french dispatch comes out as well i don't know if you watch any wes anderson films yes um have i um i think i think i have He's done uh, Isle of Dogs, uh, Royal Tenenbaums, Rushmore. I can't remember the name of the hotel one off the top of my head for some reason. And then Marvel releases Eternals early November. Eternals, yeah, yeah. And then then we're kind of in the home stretch at that point. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's still some stuff to look forward to. Uh, there's plenty of indie films coming out, which, I mean, that's typically like what I spend my time and money to go see is the stuff that is really difficult yeah. to find. <laughs> that is true. Um, that, that is true. So but if I, if I may ask you, like yeah, what, 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 what was the, what, what was the 2021 movie that uh, movies that really stood out for you? There's some really weird ones. I mean, one of them, I would say, honestly, Cruella, early in the year. Cruella, really. Cruella was, was amazing. It was amazing. Cruella like, was amazing. I don't cost... know how it skipped my mind, but I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just because it was so early in the year and because the the bar is set so high for Disney that yeah. you, you just kind of expect it to be such a good movie or at least mm-hmm. to be produced with a certain quality. But yeah. I thought uh, Emma Stone and Emma Thompson were both incredible in that movie. The costume design's amazing. The set design. Very much amazing. Very much amazing. It reminded me a lot of uh, Tim Burton's second Batman movie. Like, yeah. ju- just the way they told the character development is almost like she's the Joker, where it's like yeah. her, her story arc is like how she's becoming the villain. And they have mm-hmm. several scenes in the movie that are very, very in line with a Tim Burton film. So yeah. I, I really thought Cruella was great. Uh, there was another film called Zola, which was... No, have I, I haven't watched that one. Yeah, it's a small... It was an indie film that was adapted from a series of like Twitter conversations. Yeah. Oh, really? A, yeah, nice. and it's, a, it's uh-huh. about these like two strippers that go on a road trip in Florida to like make some extra money but then all this other crazy stuff starts happening and i just thought like the way they visually told that movie was excellent uh yeah. coleman coleman De, coleman domingo who's becoming one of my favorite actors right now he's just yeah. done so much good work over the last couple of years he's excellent in that movie 
and it's yeah. just it's wild um mm -hmm. there was pig which is a Nicolas Cage film about a yeah. truffle, truffle farmer who has his pig kidnapped and he kind of goes on this mission to get the pig back. And in the process of going on this mission, he starts to like solve some of his own life problems and he gets into some of the trauma and past life instances of some of the people that he's uh, working around. So yeah. I thought that was really well done. I mean, I love Nicolas Cage. So anything he's going to do, I'll definitely put eyes on yeah and there was something else too that came out did i want to say semi-recently did you did you love um did, how, how, how how was the name of this film uh did you love free guy free guy was very good yeah it was much better than i thought it was going to be and i just i had seen commercials for it for so long that i was like okay it's been advertised and advertised and advertised like i'm not really sure like what it's going to be and then i saw it and i just had a great time watching it and did did the 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 did um the hitman's wife's bodyguard stand out for you that particular movie um yeah i mean compared I liked, to I... compared to uh compared to the hitman's bodyguard the hitman's bodyguard and now then we have the hitman's wife's bodyguard um the the, the two stories were kind of being married together yeah. um were you able to connect like the dots between you know from the the hitman's uh, the hitman's bodyguard and the hitman's wife's bodyguard i felt the hitman's wife's bodyguard had like too much comedy compared to what we we saw earlier on the hitman's bodyguard so uh, well the comedy the comedy was good but did we really need the comedy in it i don't know yeah it kind of felt like they were just uh taking an easy opportunity to make a sequel yeah. and capitalize yeah. on you know something that they already knew was successful at that point um yeah i'm looking through i know i know i'm forgetting one movie somewhere in here but off the top of my head i can't think about it so mm. it's, all, it's all good it's all no I, I thought i had seen it recently um but i guess i was wrong let me just scroll through this where is it um i wanted to see blue bayou really badly i haven't seen that one yet though it's another indie film made by a i think it's a korean american and he's like okay. on, the, on the verge of getting deported in louisiana and so he's like fighting for his citizenship and for his family but it looked really yeah. good okay no that's uh i haven't watched it either there's a lot of movies. There's so many. I can't even keep up. I tried it. <laughs> you know, I, I, we used to probably go like at least two to three times a week, go to the theaters and yeah. see something. And it's just, it, there's so much like I, yeah. I'm so, I'm so busy. I don't have as much time to go and do that, but I'm trying yeah, to make as true. much time for it as I can. Uh, what about, what about the, the, the series, the, the series, uh, the series, the, the, the drama series on, uh, for example, uh, the blacklist. Did you ever? Did you ever love such? Uh, blacklist. Did you ever get to watch it? Uh, I have seen like an episode here and there. That's James Spader's show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't actually sat down because I don't typically like watch as much uh, drama television. Mm. It's mm. only like you know after we eat dinner or something, we'll sit down and we're watching Squid yeah. Game. And I kind of hadn't watched TV for like. I want to say like three or four years I hadn't like sat down and watched wow. any TV really. Wow. But it's because I was, yeah, I was always like going to the movies or I was watching yeah. sports or I was working. So it's like, if I had free time, I would always be like, I want to watch a film instead of a television show. Yeah. So then when 2019, 2020 happened and coronavirus came and kind of just put us all in our homes. Everything it, was everywhere. I know. So we had you know just a year and some change to sit on the couch and get caught up on a bunch of tv shows um so okay. we're cur we're currently trying to finish squid game i think we have like a episode or two left but okay get through that mm, that's great um squid game is is uh, for me i felt it was quite the the writers were quite um heartless or rather quite gross in some way and it's 
it's a crazy it's a crazy series it's a crazy series squid game is a, is a crazy series um but it's a, it's a it's a good story well told but i i hope they're gonna come up with season two of the same i hope they get to come up with season two of the same and um i i got a chance to watch the behind the scenes and it was beautiful it was beautiful i love the way they played around with our iqs uh, they, they played around with our thought processes and that was beautiful i also loved uh the, the last the la the part the part uh a of uh of money haste uh that was good uh and even like how they how they 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 uh, the, the writers ended up you know catering for the absent characters like nairobi that was pretty much amazing uh with the flashbacks and the flash forwards uh, that that was that was quite an amazing way to tell those stories yeah i mean there's an infinite amount of television for me to get caught up yeah. on right now so yeah you haven't watched money haste i have not no it's netflix oh, right yeah it's netflix I know I've heard a couple of people recommend it and like when I saw the title I was like eh, I don't know if I'm into it but mm. you know what you give me a recommendation I'll I'm going to write it down just so I don't forget okay and I'll be like all right I trust Jacob he told me to watch this this <laughs> <laughs> uh, this uh, I I hope you get to love this one it's called uh, I watched the other day it's a, it's a, it's a Netflix series it's called let me just get the name right um hmm what was the name let me just get the name right it is called what where is it i'm just trying to go through my netflix uh behind her eyes oh yeah that was good it was very interesting uh, you watched it nice at least yeah. you i i i found something you've watched that i've watched that's amazing yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's i know when amazing. we when we first got into that it was like the first episode or so I was yeah. like, okay, I'm not sure yet. Do we want to keep going? And then we yeah. gave it that the second episode. I'm like, all right, benefit now it's, of doubt. Yeah, yeah it, it's starting to all connect together. And then by the time they get to the end of it, you're really just like, okay, wow, like they chose yeah. to, to go there with it. Because I know a couple people, like my sisters and some other people that I've talked to, they watched the first episode and they were just like, uh, I'm not going to give it a chance. But for some reason. Yeah. We stuck with yeah. it, and then by the time it reaches the end, I was like, "Okay, that was a really intriguing plot line yes. to go with." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, I, 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 that one too. I hope they get to come up with a season two of the same. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I don't know, like, because you could follow like the end of that character's story, but you'd yeah. really have you'd really have to like maybe put it a couple of years into the future and yes kind of hash out like what has happened to these people yeah. after the events of season one like they've been yeah. living with this for a couple of years and then there's something that happens yeah. um yeah it'd be an interesting season two if they decide to go there we're waiting on ozark the last season of ozark to come out um, i need to start watching ozark because I've, I've really i've really found i've really gotten a lot of recommendations from people to start watching ozark I, I think i'm gonna i'm gonna put it down write it down and start watching it it's a very good crime drama like if you i don't know if you watch breaking bad but it's cut from yes the I, I did watch breaking bad i did watch breaking bad so si similar in its uh i want to say its intensity and yeah. uh its performances like i love laura linney so anything that laura linney is gonna like put her name on i'll definitely like give it a watch because i trust her so yeah those are a good one sure all right well that's about an hour so you want to give any shout outs while i still have you recording <laughs> do do i um i, <laughs> I know you do <laughs> I think I just want to give a shout out to um, my brother in Canada, uh, Isaac, um, and the wife Janelle, and my niece uh, Candice, and my other little nieces. Um, they love what I do. They really support me, and my brother Sammy in the UK, and then the wife and the kids. They really support what I do, and. Uh, 
they've really they've really pushed me to 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 and challenged me every single day to do this and do this even when i felt like giving up so uh, really really means a lot to me really means a lot to me as a as as a person and uh to my readers to my to my fans on social media on twitter that keep on dming me that jacob keep on doing what you do on linkedin i mean it's it's just pure love it's just pure love and i i'm so encouraged and yeah i'd really love this recording i'd really love to have this recording to send to them i mean it means a lot to them yeah 100% yeah. um yeah so when this stops recording uh yeah. it'll it'll go into like a download process that takes a couple of hours for me to get yeah. it i'll yeah. get i'll get the original um video so i'll have yeah. this recorded which i can give it to you if you want and sure. I'll, I'll have uh like the actual like finished podcast that has all the post-production stuff on it which i can send you the audio file for that as well sure um sure. where can people find you though i mean you know we met each other on twitter um so where i'll, I'll, I'll make sure i'll put this in the notes and stuff for the podcast so people can actually yeah. click on it and find it but uh I'm, yeah <laughs> where can I'm they on, find I'm you? On, I'm on Twitter uh, at j j a y underscore o u g and that's j a y underscore o y u g i, both on Instagram and Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn at Jacob Ayo Oyugi and Facebook too at Jacob Ayo Oyugi, and um, I'm working on my website on on my company's website, and I want to start, you know, recording masterclasses for the same and just you know, dishing out masterclasses out there, out of my goodwill. Um, I really want to, because I feel people need it, like upcoming, upcoming, you know, uh, creatives need it. And uh, in there, I'll be doing, I'll be just talking about the do's and don'ts in film and my journey in film and um, what's coming up for IO Films, what's the future of IO Films and how I want to employ people and, that is that is the the much content that i'll be doing for my master classes and this is something that i really want to do to put out there and uh yeah basically i'm always on twitter people can just hook up with me on twitter i'll i'll, I'll never shy away from you know replying the dms uh and through that they can they could get my number if they if they want but let them come to my dms first and then they will maybe get my number we could talk they could make phone calls we could talk and yeah just keep the keep the 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 the, the, the community growing and uh do you have a you said you have a website do you want to i'm working website? on it okay. i'm working on it i'm working on it it should be ready by the end of the month should okay, be ready yeah. by the end of the month here well when it's ready you know send it my way i'll share of it course. around too of and course. guy richie if you end up listening to this for any reason jacob is your biggest fan connect with him yes, he needs make, to know make that. a movie in kenya <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah sure cool well thank you so much man um you're humble you're hungry you want to do good I appreciate all that and it's going to take you a long way. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Nick, for your humble words. And let's keep doing this. I wouldn't mind hoping on your your podcast to just talk about anything film and any, any other thing that's going on, going on around. I'll always create time. Yeah, of course, man. Yeah, um, always do this over and over again. Yeah, it's been a while since I've done like a, an interview podcast. I've done a couple of them so far, but like... Yeah. You know, I end up doing all these other podcasts for football season and stuff like that. So, yeah, okay, okay. So that's where a lot of my time has gone. But I appreciate you taking the time, and yeah. uh, I appreciate our conversation, man. We're both film heads, so it's always nice sure, to talk sure. to someone with like-minded interests. Sure, sure, sure. Let's keep doing this. Let's keep on growing each other, and uh, people need to follow you on on on, on Twitter too, because you also do amazing content on Twitter and. I love what you do on Twitter. So uh, people really need to hop on that handle and they need to follow you. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. My following's grown yeah. a little bit. I can finally host spaces. 
So maybe ah, we'll nice. hop, maybe we'll hop on and we can host the space together. We'll talk about movies sure. or something. Sure. Maybe sure. maybe we'll aim for something around the end of the year. We can talk about you know best of kind of list. Do that around yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. late December Christmas time. Nice. Yeah. Right. That would be so, great. Yeah, I think that sounds like fun. Um, yeah. Well, thank that's you so a, much for coming a, on the a, show. Thank you so much, Nick. Thank you for hosting me. I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed having me too. And uh, let's keep on doing this. I mean, let's keep growing. I did enjoy having you as a guest. We will continue to support one another. And until next time, man. Thank you. Thank you. And bye. Thanks to everyone who took the time to listen to the episode. I still believe that word of mouth is the best way to help. So if you enjoy what I'm doing, tell somebody. But liking, subscribing, and sharing go a long way too. The show is an extension of thescheiss.com, and if you'd like to be a guest on the show or you have something to tell me, you can contact me at info at or at scheisspodcast on Twitter. And as usual, be well, stay safe, and have fun no matter where you get your movies.